You are listening to a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hi, Why Not Mint Money is a daily podcast on personal finance that helps you get smart about managing money. We help you understand basic money concepts to keep you from making bad money mistakes. Why Not Mint Money is your one-stop solution to money matters. So, let's get started. Welcome to your money journey. Hello and welcome to Why Not Mint Money podcast. I am Shipra from Live Mint's personal finance team. In today's episode, we will touch upon financial purchase, which is even today one of the biggest aspirations for Indians, which is buying a house. It's hard to miss advertisements on newspapers, hoardings and radios, dreaming of a dream home. And to top it off, interest rates on home loans are at decadal lows. So if you're tempted to buy a house, in today's podcast, we tell you the important things to consider when buying a real estate property. And to discuss this topic, we have with us Vivek Kaul as our expert speaker. Vivek is Amazon best-selling author of Bad Money, Inside the NPMS and How It Threatens the banking, Indian Banking System and the Easy Money Trilogy. Hi Vivek, welcome. Uh, thanks Shipra for having me. So uh, let's, let's dive into the topic, uh, you know, that we are here to discuss today. So, you know, when, when we say buying a house, the first thing that comes to our mind is buying a house for occupying it. Whereas, which is not the truth. I mean, people buy a house for, uh, you know, generating or rental income, income or simply as an investment that they want to uh, right. stay put in and let it appreciate over the long term. So let's start with you explaining us, you know, what are the different uh, ways in which a person can buy a real estate property? What are the different motives? See, I mean, the motives uh, are uh, uh, financial and the I I think there are three kinds of motives. Uh, One is the practical motive. uh, The second is the financial motive. And the third is the emotional motive. And, uh, and, you know, they they need not be in in, in the series uh, that I mentioned. I mean, for some uh, people, the emotional motive uh, can be the most important. For some people, the practical motive can be the most important. And for some others, the financial motive. Now, wh- what do I mean by these motives? Uh, the practical motive is, uh, you know, you basically want to live uh, in a house uh, that you own. And why do you want to own own that house? I mean, that stems from the fact that, uh, uh, you know, uh, you want probably want your children to have some stability in life. Uh, you want them to have uh, the same set of friends. You, you want them to have the same... Uh, uh, you know, uh, going to the same school, uh, you know, the same tuitions, the same activities, so on and so forth. Or uh, it can also uh, stem from the fact that, uh, uh, you know, your parents uh, live with you and, uh, you know, the idea of shifting your parents every uh, 11 months or every 22 months or every 33 months or whatever, I mean, your contract is, uh, is not very practical for you. So in that case, you know, it makes immense uh, sense to buy a house. Uh, the second uh, uh, is uh, option is an emotional, uh, you know, the what I call the emotional uh, reason. And, uh, you know, this is the one that I have, a, uh, you know, I have a huge problem with. Uh, so you end up buying a house uh, because, you know, your parents, your in-laws, extended family, relatives, friends, 
they essentially expect you to uh, you know buy a house or you know as as we as we say in india ki hamara bachcha settle ho gaya rather you know as we say in north india ki, you know the, the the act of buying a house is looked upon as uh, getting uh, settled in life no but you know the, the point is if uh, you know it can even unsettle you to a large extent uh, the third reason is is the financial reason and uh, this you know it stems from a very uh, old uh, quote uh, which is attributed to mark twain but no one really knows whether mark twain said it uh, and and what mark twain said was uh, buy land they are not making any more of it uh so this is the financial reason that you know people will come up with uh which is like you know india has 140 crore people and so everyone you know there are not enough homes to live in and and all you know all these reasons get offered uh so this is basically the uh, financial reason which is also something i have a you know i i don't agree with the uh act of buying a house uh, for financial reasons so these are the three three basic things shipra so okay so let's you know let's look at these three uh, three parts one by one let me start with the last one you know where you said that uh, you don't look at uh, i mean it doesn't make financial sense to buy a house for practical reasons why why do you say that no for financial reasons not for practical financial reasons, reasons sorry sorry uh-huh. financial reasons ha huh, so see it's like you know everything has a you know investment uh, real estate investment has a cycle okay now if you had bought a house uh, and i mean i'm giving you uh, an example which is probably old if if you had bought a house sometime uh, in the late 1990s or in the early 2000s 2002 2003 or even up to 2005 2006 and uh, you know you had uh, sort of sold it off uh, by around 2000 between 2011 and 2013 14 depending on you know which part of the country you are in you would have made a fabulous return i mean there is no denying that because you know house home prices really went up during that cycle but if you look at uh, you know real estate returns over the last 5 7 years they have essentially been down in the dumps now this comes with a disclaimer that you know india is a large country okay and there are always exceptions to the rule so like let me give you an ex, ex, you know uh, exception if you had bought property in a city like visakhapatnam uh, which is now in andhra pradesh i mean it was earlier also in andhra pradesh but uh, you know it's since andhra pradesh has been divided it's uh, in the divided part so uh, so if you bought a property in um, in visakhapatnam or vizag as it's also known as you would have made a decent return uh, but at this on the flip side if you had bought something in ncr uh, or uh, you know even in places like pune and and even mumbai for that matter uh, the returns would have been minimal and and you know what what happens is an uh, a lot of people when when they uh, i mean actually people most people don't know how to calculate returns on real estate so typically you know when when you sort of uh, tell anyone that uh, investing in real estate doesn't make sense you know they'll give you this story about how their uncle or the distant relative or their father or or the grandfather you know bought something at x and then 30 years later they sold it at whatever 5x or 
now you know what what when you do this kind of uh, calculation in your head where you say that a property which was bought for 25 lakhs was sold for 1 crore or or, or whatever you know you're not taking uh, a lot of different things into account okay uh the first uh, thing is is the fact that uh, uh you know when 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 you buy uh real estate uh, or an, you know when you buy a house uh, in india as an investment uh, uh it you know you you obviously there is a certain cost of maintaining uh, the house right i mean there is a certain amount of money that goes towards its upkeep uh then there are society maintenance charges that need to be paid every year uh then there is uh, property tax that needs to be paid over and above this if you bought a house on a home loan uh, there is interest that you need to pay then there is the general risk of owning a home in india given that you know many times uh, the builder has just built it he doesn't have permissions and all sorts of things so unless uh, you know and then this is a very ballpark figure so unless you're sort of earning a return of 10% per year uh, after taking all these things into account i mean buying real estate doesn't make much sense and in and in and you know now uh, what has also happened is that given the amount of inventory uh, that exists and inventory not just with builders but inventory also uh with investors you know people who bought homes thinking that they'll continue to appreciate and now are uh, are stuck with it so you know there are a lot of essentially you know these reasons which i don't I mean i don't think investing in real estate uh makes much sense right now so okay so that's one thing the other thing i mean the other very important factor which draws people to a real estate real estate property is the rental income so what is your view on that i mean what are the things that people miss out on you know when they say that okay i am going to buy this because it will generate me an income what is the maths behind it according uh-huh. to i mean again Just this is uh, yeah. sure, sure, sure. so again this is uh, you know at a very ag- aggregate level i mean if you look at the rental yield across large parts of the country it's anywhere between 1.5 to 2.5% uh what is rental yield rental yield is essentially Uh, annual rent uh, that uh, one can earn from renting out a property divided by its market value or the price at which you can sell it at uh, obviously you know this is there are exceptions i mean if you are if if you live in uh, warsaw in mumbai the rental yield can be significantly higher than 1.5 to 2.5% so there are there are always exceptions to this and i mean as i said india is a large country now uh, and this uh, this income is taxable so basically w- what it means is you know if the rental yield is 2% so what it means is uh, for if for every you know for if if the value of your house is 100 rupees you're essentially making 2 rupees as rental income on it right now uh, so so and it it does doesn't make sense because if you were to even do a you know savings account i mean not just not even a fixed deposit if you were to just deposit money in a savings account you're likely to earn more i mean 3 and a half percent or you know if if you are with a bank like kotak or or uh, i think even yes bank offers higher rates so uh, so and if you do an fd you will obviously even at 5 to 6% fd rates you're likely to make more now uh now what what essentially uh, but i mean i'm i'm sure people understand this math because this is not very complicated like uh, 
you know like when you're trying to calculate the actual uh, rate of return on uh, owning a house now the the complex i think uh, people understand this but what what uh, sort of attracts them to still uh, uh, you know buy a house and rent it out is essentially the idea of owning property okay you know money in the bank now let's say you know you you have a property and uh, it it gives you a rental income of 2 to 2.5% now you can easily sell that property get that money and uh, you know put it in a fixed deposit and earn a significantly high rate of return i mean if this if this is 2% uh, fd rates are 5 to 6% but then you know you cannot uh, you cannot i mean how do i put it uh, you cannot touch and feel an fd but you can yeah, touch and yeah. feel a house right you so cannot show very, either i think <laughs> that's sorry? another nfd cannot be shown you know it can't be shown off either like a real it estate it can't so i mean show off is yeah. one point show off is a part of that and uh, what yeah. i'm saying is is much broader you know it's yeah. it's just like why do people like owning gold because hmm. you can touch and feel gold you can see it or why do a lot of people still like the idea of owning land because it's there you can see the land you know you can say yeah. this is my land Hmm. So FD just doesn't have that, or any other uh, you know similar kind of uh, investment just doesn't have that uh, uh, that attraction, which uh, owning or renting or you know because because there is touch and feel involved. Uh, so which is why uh, you know I see a lot of people being happy with two percent return and uh, and not wanting to earn more. The other logic they give you, which I find very very funny, is that yes, you know the market. uh you know value of this house might be what i mean let's say 1 crore right now but we had bought it at 25 lakhs okay so our rental income is on that 25 lakhs i yeah. mean which is a very stupid thing to say because that 25 lakhs is now worth 1 crore i mean yeah exactly but uh, yeah i mean so so there are you know i you know there are all these uh, reasons which i uh, which i which which i which you know essentially i mean i think Uh, make the idea of renting a house uh, a little impractical renting I out the, yeah the real wi- winner here is actually the tenant who's paying peanuts to live in a house worth one so, so that's the you know that's the whole thing you know uh, and and you know, there are problems with renting also i mean i i i get that uh so the so the here's the thing you know uh, so the you know the, the way to crack this is to find the right landlord <clears throat> so, <laughs> Who, who basically <laughs> lets you stay and i mean it's not as uh you know it's not as easy as it sounds and and you know when you're when you're young and you know you can do you know you 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 can continue uh, renting a house you can change homes uh, but as you as as one grows old older you know you there is a certain amount of stability that uh, one tends to look for and and i mean this comes with the disclaimer that i i stay in a rented house so <laughs> okay <laughs> Okay so uh now that we've spoken about uh, real estate as an investment let's let's move to uh, buying a house for your own you know consumption right. so to say so uh so why don't we start with home loans first uh, especially because interest rates on home loans are quite cheap right now and you know advertisements all over are screaming of you know why you should buy why is it the right time to buy a home so uh let's start on interest rates do you think that uh, low interest rates is is a factor that one should consider uh, you know when, it, uh, while deciding if they should buy a house or not it i mean it shouldn't be a major factor and i'll tell you why see uh 
if you look at the basic math uh, of how a home loan emi works and uh, so let's 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 take an example and and this is an example i had uh, sort of written about a few months back so you know the average value of a home loan given out by hdfc is around 28 and a half lakh okay uh so this was around a few months back i mean it might have gone up since then but you know it really doesn't change uh, what i'm trying to say so at uh, you know so home loan of 28.5 lakhs at 7% interest uh you know and a tenure of 20 years the emi amounts to around 22100 rupees 22096 to be exact at 9% the emi is 25642 so the emi the lower emi you know the the difference is 3546 rupees okay now the question here is that you know should you look at the fact that the emi has dropped by a uh, little over 3500 rupees or should you look at the fact that you have the ability to pay the emi of 22100 rupees i think you should look at the fact that you have the ability to pay 22100 rupees the second factor that people don't uh, get is that you know low interest rates are not forever right and these are not fixed interest rate home loans these are floating interest rate home okay. loans yes yes so i'll i'll give you another example you know i think uh, you know between 2005 and 2008 home loan interest rates were again very low 7% and stuff like that but in the next few years they went to as high as 13 14% so other than looking at the fact that uh, you know you have the ability to pay an emi of 22096 rupees you also need to look at the fact that in the years to come whether you have the ability to continue paying the emi if the interest rates go up to 9 10% so this i think is a is, is a more important factor than the fact that Uh, your uh, interest rates have come come down and uh, and you know this is so basically you know whether you are uh, confident in your own economic future uh, should decide whether to take a home loan right now i think that is the most important factor and that varies across individuals hence you know i mean just because a certain bank or in fact all banks are advertising their interest rates are low and you should uh, buy a house is not a reason good enough for you to buy a house i mean it has to be a, you know your individual decision not a bank telling you that this is the right thing yeah. and so if somebody is taking a loan how can they structure the amount you know to to pay for the house right so this i think i mean this is again something i don't find people Uh, thinking about enough or talking about uh so you know hey there are no again uh, there are no 100% uh, answers here but so you know what portion of your house proportion should be uh, a down payment because the bank is not going to finance 100% of the loans right of the loan so if you look at uh, hdfc i think their uh, loan to value ratio is around 70% so which basically means that if the value of the house is 100 rupees uh, hdfc will on an average finance <coughs> 70 hdfc on an average will uh, finance around 70 rupees and you will have to put the remaining 30 rupees on your own so the down payment bit you know i think a lot of financial planners 
uh, and home loan experts do not talk about the down payment bit enough because that can in itself be a significant amount. So how do you organize for that down payment? Now I have seen, and you know this is, uh, I mean, quite sad and uh, funny at the same time. Now, I have seen, uh, you know, when obviously, uh, you know, people have arranged uh, for a home loan, and then they start figuring out, "Ki abhi down payment kaise karenge?" You know, how will we uh, get money for the down payment? I mean, that is not the way to go about it. You know, you first figure out whether you have enough money to make a down payment, and then you, you know, go around to taking a home loan. So, uh, also what happens is typically, you know, when you end up in this down payment mess and then people you know, around you start giving you all kinds of advice. So, one advice that one generally tends to hear is to take, you know, dip into your retirement savings. I mean, that I think is a bad idea. And, uh, you know, you will typically hear at least, you know, you know, uh, my parents and then people of their generation, a lot of them did buy uh, homes by dipping into their uh, uh, retirement savings and and it, in the end it sort of played out all right for them but you know one needs to take into account the idea that uh, you know the the current generation is likely to live longer than their parents and the the fact that uh, more and more families are now nuclear uh, so that sort of support that our parents had uh, in or will have in their old age uh, you know people of the current generation may never have so you need to take uh, all these things uh, into account. Also, uh, uh, you know, even after making the down payment, uh, do you have enough uh, savings to pay, let's say, the next six to twelve EMIs? I mean, six to twelve is 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 a number that I have come up with. But you know, everyone's comfort zone uh, will be different. And why I say this is because, and especially if you're a salaried employee, uh, is because you know the days of job security are are gone and you know jobs can be lost so what money in the bank does is uh, is is it helps you buy time and when you have time you can you are in a slightly better position to negotiate for your next job and not sort of jump on to you know the first offer that comes along so these are you know obviously every person's situation is different but these are the basic very very basic factors that uh, we need to keep in mind while figuring out how you know how much uh, uh, down down payment to make, how much uh, home loan, and so on and so forth. Also, you know, I this is another thing that a lot of uh, you know it's not just down payment and home loan. Now, typically, what can also happen is, and this is true about uh, more true about some parts of the country than other, is that uh, you know the guy selling the house may want a part of the transaction in black. Yes. I mean, you you know, however, we might say that black money has come down, but it has, but it's still, you know, it, it's still there. So, Oh, no, it's very much there. Uh, let me there, give right? you an example. Yeah, a relative bought a, you know, plot of land in Farida recently. Oh, I'm sorry about that noise. People seem to be celebrating Diwali already. Uh, hmm. So, yeah. So, they had to uh, pay about 40% of the total amount in black. So, well, yeah, land, land, in case of land, it is more true. Uh, whereas if you're buying a residential property, it's, it is true, but not as true as, I guess, you know, in, in case, in case of residential, you know, from what I gather from, you know, people all across, it's now on an average, it can be around 10 to 20%. But if you are in a large city, uh, chance like in at least in Mumbai, Bangalore, 
and places like that, uh, you can, you know, there are chances of you doing a 100% wide transaction also. It's a pretty good okay. chance. Because, okay. you know, especially in a place like, uh, you know, Bangalore where, uh, where you know, it's the salaried class who has invested. Hmm. So they don't really have, you know, a lot of people don't want to get into all this. So anyway, so, so you does, need one. Sorry. Yeah, there's one, one more question. Doesn't it also depend on the seller? I mean, what if the seller oh, Of course wants? it does. Of course yeah. it does. Huh. It does huh. So what okay. I'm saying is that, mm-hmm. you know, however we might, you know, there, there are people with uh, different kind of thinking. A lot of people uh, do not want to uh, play, you know, pay a part of the transaction in black. But then there are people, you know, once, uh, you know, they have seen the house and they like it, they are okay with the idea. So it's again an individual decision. And... Uh, so anyway, so there is money that's needed for that as well. And that also needs to be uh, factored uh, into. And and the bank won't give you a loan for that, right? So, yeah, of course. <laughs> so that also it's needs to be... Yeah, category uh, of people who can do that. Yeah, so that, so that also needs to be factored into while, uh, uh, you know, doing the entire thinking about buying a house. So this is, you know, it's just a you know, few things, parameters that you need to keep into account obviously again as i said you know every personal person's uh, situation is different so. hmm. uh, okay one more question on home loans uh, according to you how much percentage of a person's total income should you know the maximum uh, of a person's income should be directed towards an emi of a home loan see again this is uh, i mean no hard and fast answers here but typically i think uh, i mean see if you're making like 5 lakh rupees a month then it's a different thing but for a normal guy, you know, who takes on a home loan and is probably making a couple of lakhs, uh, or at least the, you know, the audience who's listening to us. Uh, so I think uh, at best a couple of lakhs. I mean, uh, then it, it, it shouldn't go more than, I think, around 40%, 35 to 40% of uh, your uh, take-home pay. Because beyond that, then uh, things uh, start to get uh, difficult. Also... I mean, if uh, both the spouses are working, then the situation changes. And if, you know, if a lo- I mean, then one spouse can afford to have, you know, pay more than 40% or they can split it or depending. I mean, again, it depends on uh, in the individual situation. But if, they, you know, if only one spouse in the family works and uh, the income is, you know, it's not like, uh, you know, it's, it's like less than two lakhs or even, you know, uh, up to a lakh, then at best, I think 35 to 40%. Even I think even 40% can be a stretch, but yes, one yes. shouldn't go beyond that. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, so one more question about, you know, buying a house for personal use. Uh, would you recommend buying an under construction house or a ready to move in house or, you know, buy a plot of land and construct your house yourself, even though that's a completely different category, but still, uh-huh. you know, we have to I compare. Think, I mean, I would always recommend buying a, ready to move in uh, house because uh, I, you know, even though personally I haven't gone through it, but I have seen so many of my friends and family and some of them are still struggling uh, with under construction homes, you know, homes which were bought even more than 10 years back. And come what may, you know, people might tell me there is RERA and uh, now there is, you know, real estate regulation in place and builders also, you know, have realized that uh, you know, there has to be a certain amount of trust with people who are buying and so on and so forth. But, you know, at the end of the day, a builder is a builder and you are who you are. And, you know, despite the fact that a lot of 
uh, individuals uh, got together in the last two years and took on the builders and a lot of, uh, you know, uh, decisions were made in their favor. But ultimately, you know, one needs to take into account the fact that all this takes a lot of time, money, mental energy and, and, and you know, peace of mind. So, so I would always recommend going into a, you know, a, a fully built society and also which has people living in it. Because, you know, again, in India, the fact that, you know, the society, the, the maybe breaking some regulation, some law are very high. So in case that is the case, uh, you know, if there are a few people already living there, then it's like slightly easier to handle. So obviously, this means that you will have to pay a little more. You'll have to yeah. pay more. That goes uh, with, but that, you know, that money that you pay is essentially, you're, you're basically buying peace of mind. Peace of mind, yes. Which is, I think, the most important thing, which should be the most important thing in life at the end of the day. So, Yeah, especially when you're making a big investment such as... Yeah, you know, exactly. I mean, these are not like any, it's not like you're doing a mutual fund SIP of 5,000 rupees a month and then the stock market falls 20% and 5,000 becomes 4,000. That is a loss you can afford to take. But, you know, there are, you know, there are friends of mine who've taken on loans of 50, 60 lakhs. The builder has disappeared or, uh, you know, the society is stuck because uh, there is no approach road. Like so many things that can, uh, uh, that can go wrong. Land. Okay. Land is a tricky thing, you know, because see, land is, is, uh, Land is for people who have the time, money, energy, and resources uh, to handle all the risk that comes with it. Okay. Uh, typically, what happens is in 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 India, the uh, the the title of the land that's a huge risk. You know, there are you know you never know whether uh, the guy who sold you the land actually owns it, mm-hmm. or you know there there can be his descendants who can file cases against you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that happens quite a lot. Uh, anything. I mean, you know, you can also have a situation wherein someone has sold you the land and at the same time has, uh, it is a collateral that he's given to the bank to take a loan and he has defaulted on that loan as well. Yes, totally. I was but, talking to, a, yeah, uh-huh. I was talking to a financial planner about a couple of weeks back and she told me that land is, you know, one of the most disputed assets out there. I mean, most of the court cases that are going on are on, you know, disputes around land properties, yeah, which mean, is usually know, not the case in apartments. Families break because of land. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, this is uh, also there is a risk of squatting. You yes, know, you yes. may be totally. in Delhi or wherever in NCR and the land may be in somewhere in Western UP or rural Haryana or so you need essentially, you know, you need resources to ensure that nobody squats on the land while you're not there. So, so there are, you know, risks. So unless you have, you know, unless you live right next to where your land is or pretty close or, you know, you have, you know, the right people in that area. Or, so otherwise for a normal guy, you know, who has a daily job and has to commute, you know, two hours a day, in owning land is a, is a huge headache. So. Yes. Okay. Uh, so we are nearing the end of our conversation. So I want to take one more uh, last question. I, I want to ask one last question, which is on people taking a punt on real estate. Uh, you know, huh. this phenomena is also known as uh, flipping houses. Right. So 
you know why don't you share your thoughts on that so see again abhi you know what has happened is if you if you and i mean you obviously follow uh, all all the reporting that happens around real estate so certainly you know you have uh, you know there are all these news reports going around saying that uh, 300 homes have been sold in a single day and 500 homes have. now uh, so obviously that uh, you know what what that tells a normal reader uh, or the thought that goes into his head is that uh, you know real estate as an investment is back but you know what you need to take into account is is uh, is the fact that a lot of this uh, is happening in very very expensive projects okay it's not the normal 20 30 lakh you know of less than 50 lakh uh, homes uh, which most people can afford where this is i mean this is in in you know uh, happening at price points which are much more than 1 crore 1 and 1/2 crore also you know a few hundred flats selling in a single day all across india is not a huge thing yes you yeah. to take that into account so uh, so as i said you know real estate uh, is uh, operates uh, in cycles and unless uh, you know and and still you know even though prices haven't gone up majorly in the last 5 to 7 years but they're still very very high i mean if you look at i mean i mean i did some number crunching and i looked at uh, Uh, the uh, home loans given by banks and uh, so the home loans given by banks can be divided into priority home loans and non priority home loans so in a metropolitan uh, city uh, a priority uh, a non priority home loan is a home loan which is greater than 35 lakh rupees uh, for a house which has a value of up to uh, of greater than 45 lakh in a non metropolitan city uh, it is a house which i think has uh, sorry it's a home loan of up to 28 lakhs and uh, for a value of house which i think is around 35 lakhs so if you look at the kind of loans that banks have been giving over the last few years they have been giving non priority uh, home loans which basically means that uh, for homes uh, above uh, 45 lakhs in metropolitan city. so you know mota mota or on an average we can say that in a, in any indian metropolitan city if on an average a flat costs around 50 lakh rupees and obviously there are oper- there are flats less than that also but then they come with their own uh, share of problems a 50 lakh rupee is you know it's it's a huge amount i mean you know what a lot of people sitting in cities uh, do not seem to realize that the the average uh, disposable income uh you know our disposable income of an average indian is less than 1 and 1/2 lakh rupees a year and this is average right so average any average includes the kind of money that the you know the richest of the rich are making you know what you know the ambanis are making the tatas are making the bidlas are making and you know so obviously the income of an average indian is lower than the average income of an indian again a basic point which a lot of people don't get so in a country like this if and in a metropolitan city where a flat costs 40 to 50 lakhs i mean it is expensive it is very very expensive and unless a market emerges where you sort of cater to uh, people and and there is and i'm sure there will be huge demand for people who want homes or who can afford homes in the range of 10 to 20 lakhs or less than 30 lakhs the the uh, this entire business of flipping a house once you take the expenses into account and the risks into account doesn't make much sense okay um, so we've come to the 
uh, end of our conversation vivek any closing yeah. remarks even though we've touched upon all the important aspects of buying a home but any closing remarks that you would like I to give uh, the most important factor is for people to remember is to is to make their own decision you know not get carried away by the noise around them i mean the noise can come from uh, you know advertisements it can come from uh, you know experts uh, saying that real estate you know if you, if you look at all the real estate consultants i haven't seen any one of them talk about real estate prices go down i mean they're always very positive and this is yes. true about the stock market guys also so you know if you if your income depends on something you know you're bound to be positive about it uh and then obviously there is pressure from friends and family so you know just make your own decision taking uh, your situation into account because at the end of the day only you can know your situation best a, a second or a third person cannot i think that yeah. is what i would like to say yeah. of course all right thanks a lot vivek uh, thanks uh, for taking out the time quite and enjoyed it and uh, <laughs> yeah. we have touched 45 minutes this is a yes. new world <laughs> So. Yes, yes. So I uh, hope to have you uh, for another, uh, you sure. know, interesting topic on personal finance. Uh, thanks to all our listeners. Uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks. Thanks, Chipra. Thanks for listening in. We're also available on livemin.com, and if you're old school, then do pick up a copy of Mint for some insightful coverage. If you have any questions you want us to address, do reach us out at HT Smartcast. We are present on Twitter, Facebook, and Insta. And if you want to connect over email, write into us at mintmoney@livemin.com. Until next time, it's bye bye. This was a Mint production brought to you by HT Smartcast. HT Smartcast.